welcome, friend, to Godly Voice Notes, a podcast which explores how we can live holy lives as ordinary people called to live extraordinarily in Christ Jesus. May this be a sacred space of informal and rich conversation in which we fearlessly address gritty issues with sincerity, fun and practical application. I hope that together we grow, question and pray on this journey deeper into our God-given faith and that through it we are equipped to become more God-fearing, spirit-hungry and biblically grounded. So welcome back Lydia. We really enjoyed last week talking through some of the challenges and the joys, well not as many, (laughs) of transitioning from student to professional, particularly drawing out some of your experiences and how that related to some of my experiences as well actually. So Lydia, um, I would love for you to tell our listeners um, how you know me or how we first met. Oh gosh, okay. So I was quite new to um, the city at the time and I'd been to church and I'd been put into a small group and they said right well it's not going to be a normal week next week Um, it's going to be a bit of a special one Um, so we've sorted out a lift for you which is very kind because I don't have a car at the moment Um, and I turned up at this very random house and it turned out that it was your surprise birthday party, <laughs> which was a surprise to both of us because I hadn't met you. You definitely hadn't met me. I hadn't been to your house before. And that was my first small group. That is absolutely brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, I will say it was then followed by a quiz on how well we all knew you. And <laughs> how did you do in that? I, I did so badly. <laughs> I didn't even get the general knowledge right. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's such a great story. Yeah, I seem to remember someone, I think when I first met you, someone said to me, oh yeah, Lydia's joining us today for our small group because they made some strange excuse and all looked at each other fervently. And I was just like, oh great. And then we arrived to much cake, lots of people jumping out from uh, various places and um, a quiz, which yes, I'm sorry you did not do so well in due to not knowing me at all. I did not do well. (laughs) And that is the first time I met you. So there you go. So this week, we're going to talk a bit more about moving forward into how to build some really healthy habits and structure around you in order to do those early professional days well. That's quite a big topic. But if you had to sort of choose one thing that you think you would advise someone who's stepping out from their training ground, whether that's university or an internship or whatever sort of training they've had, stepping out into their first days as a professional, what sort of advice would you give them? Ooh, rest. (laughs) There are so many important things that I would tell anyone now. I would also sort of tell my past self, but rest. Mm. We are told constantly that hard work and kind of hustle so to speak is is the way to get ahead Mm. the reality is we are made in such a way that we need rest yeah and if you don't take it and I have found this out the hard way many times Mm. 
you will end up further back than you would be if you had just taken a day off. Yeah, totally, totally agree. (laughs) I think the world is telling us right now, work harder, do more, you know, earn the money, especially when you're young and you have probably fewer responsibilities you're less likely to have sort of a mortgage or a family not always but um I know that in our church community uh lots of people are reading a book by John Mark Homer called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry and I'm actually really glad to see um the church leaning more towards sort of practices of Sabbath and resting because really in the secular world you can just feel like you're on a rat race or you're on some sort of treadmill and I've had a lot of colleagues who have just said, I have to stop. I have to take some time out. And how much better to sort of infuse your whole work life with rest rather than just burning out and having to take that time to sort of recuperate. Absolutely. And I think the rise of things like flexible working hours and working from home, it makes it very easy for things to kind of bleed into what should be time off um I just look across I currently have I am working from home a lot at the moment and I have my my work laptop and my phone are sitting on my desk but I have tried to make it reasonably clear that when I log off that that's me off you you won't catch me until the next day and it's amazing when you say to yourself you know things aren't going to bleed into my own time Mm. you can get a lot more done in eight hours absolutely absolutely it's being I think it's being strict and it's having discipline which those are maybe some of the aspects of the bible that we shy away from because who wants to talk about discipline but actually very having very clear and very strong rules in your life can be quite helpful for me it was actually building those in as a student so when I was a graduate medical student I took every single Sunday off work and I don't know who I mentioned it to, but without me really realizing loads of people coming up to me and saying, is it true? Is it true you take Sundays off? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) is it that weird? And it is weird in our culture. Yes, there's the weekend, there's a weekend, but most people do some work on a weekend. They won't think about, you know, necessarily sort of really putting some, some time aside. So as a doctor I cannot take every Sunday off because guess what people have medical emergencies on a Sunday but I have a rule with myself that I will only do emergency work on a Sunday I won't do sort of there's lots of work I have to do from home as well (laughs) I won't do any of that on a Sunday I won't pick up an extra shift on a Sunday and I'll always put a Sabbath in my week so if I've got a week where I'm working a Sunday like next week for example I've written in my diary sabbath on on thursday because i know if i don't write it in and if i'm not strict with myself and for other people that might be different things as you say for you it's coming off a work call and it's saying i'm done or it might be for some people not working in their bedroom if you've got you know a setup like that in your house um but yeah i i haven't read that book personally but um i think there's a lot more around at the moment about how to rest well definitely I remember even in some of the most difficult bits of the bar course, which for those who <laughs> listened to last week, you will know that's quite a difficult course. It was so tempting, I think, to just work all the time. And it's important to work hard. I think that's almost not very fashionable to say maybe in conversations about well-being, but it is important to work hard. Yeah. And I don't think the, the Bible kind of, the Bible is very clear on that mm. in a number of places. 
but I always took Saturdays off. They, I think they happened to work better in terms of where the work tended to fall. And they were the days that I could guarantee I'd have a whole day free. It's the more traditional Sabbath anyway. <laughs> it is as it happens. Yes. It's quite appropriate for a history student, I think. <laughs> um, that isn't actually why I took that decision, but it happened. So I, I think I'll hold my hands up and say, I think I broke it twice both times around exams and I probably wasn't a good idea looking back but you know sometimes we do that but generally it was such a helpful practice to have the whole way through last year because I think it also helps keep you grounded Mm. I know we've talked a bit about not putting your whole identity in your work but we are we are more than that I I still just about have hobbies and interests outside of my work (laughs) and uh it's nice to catch up with them. It's nice to see friends and yeah, definitely. to sort of nurture the other parts of your life mm. that are also really important. And I think it makes you a better colleague. You know, I really enjoy working with people who do things outside of work because it makes for interesting conversation. It makes me genuinely more interested in them. And I think it really adds something to a team to have skills outside of work. People think about rest like, oh, does that just mean I like go home, lie on the sofa, watch, you know, Netflix? No, rest is also about feeding yourself well. And that's not just food. It's also scripture. You need to be reading the Bible regularly, sleeping well, exercising, seeing friends. It depends how you how you fill up your energy. I've got some friends, all they want to do is spend the time on their own. For me, I love seeing people going out. Obviously, you can't really do that at the moment, being in crowds and going <laughs> dancing and stuff. But you know, even just going for a walk and just filling up. I think God really calls us to be social creatures. So that's also part of it to think, hang on, have I actually seen anyone this week? Because when you're somewhere like university, an institution that has sports groups and so on, it's almost built into your life you're talking about losing that structure I think you kind of have to make your own structure and be like right what extracurriculars am I going to do alongside work and which evenings will they work and I won't be absolutely shattered the next day yeah I think it's funny you said about what does rest look like at the moment I have to confess that in the year of our lord 2021 (laughs) in February rest it possibly does look like quite a lot of tv but that is okay that's that's where we are at the moment (laughs) For me, actually, I, albeit I didn't enjoy, I think, the experience in arts administration, I've always loved being involved in the arts yeah. and giving myself permission to do that in what seemed like really busy years. During my law conversion course, I did a play. I, I was part of a production and it seemed a bit insane when I first took it on, but actually <laughs> it sort of fell beautifully into a couple of evenings when I could just put aside equity and trusts <laughs> so difficult to put aside <laughs> you spent the whole day staring at a statue you can just put it aside and do something else and yeah. that is a very very good hobby for immersing yourself and relaxing but mm-hmm. you know if you have anything you enjoy I think well you were definitely... talking about knitting last week or yeah know. Um, I've started doing this podcast you know people think I'm absolutely mad because I have no time but I think you create time for things that are important for you and I would say to a student transitioning into a professional role take that time make that time actually you might not feel that you have time but you don't want to look back on your 20s your 30s and say hang on the only thing I did was work 
you want to look back and say, oh, yeah, yeah that was a great play. Or, you know, I finished that crochet project or... Um, <laughs> I made a I tried crochet, actually. I, I was terrible <laughs> at crochet, unfortunately. Uh, well, um, I'm finishing absolutely... my first project. <laughs> well, you have to let me know how it goes. Yeah. I'm very excited to see. <laughs> yeah, I think some of my my best memories of my 20s have been things that I've loved and pursued outside of work and it's surprising how far just giving an evening a week to something you love it's surprising what amazing things can come from that yeah and it doesn't have to be you know we've given lots of very artsy examples but I, someone I know has she I think she trains twice a week with a hockey team Great. and it's it's brilliant and I suppose that one sort of has the the added benefit that it is also exercise mm-hmm. and it's it's physically good for you as well Which that's means- an interesting one as as women actually I think I couldn't speak for what it's like to do this as a man but I think actually when you lose a lot of the exercise that's built in obviously it's built in the whole way through school yeah um you have your compulsory volleyball lessons and whatever you do in PE and then a lot of the time as a student it kind of ends up being built in because you walk mm-hmm. everywhere it's so difficult but so important to find forms of exercise that you enjoy absolutely I do something called swing dancing or lindy hop which is a partner dancing and I absolutely love it and it also exhausts me it's just the most amazing form of exercise (laughs) and I really miss it in covid um but I also cycle to work every day and it sounds weird but I love that you were talking about how your personal and your work life can bleed into each other I find that a 20-minute cycle puts a big space physically and mentally for me between work and home. I sort of spend the whole time cycling home, thinking about what's gone in the day. And by the time I get home, I'm done with work. And for me, those things, cycling and dancing, I don't even think about them being exercise. They're just built in and I love them for what they are. I could never go to a gym and work out because I would be going to do the exercise, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I think it's hard if you don't have it naturally built in. Yeah, I found I've really enjoyed, I'm very lucky actually that the office where I work is open and I have the option of going in. So I tend to do a bit of both at the moment. I think I actually ran into you on a cycle once and I can guarantee to anyone listening, there is a huge physical space and it's a big hill. It's a really big hill. (laughs) So I'm so impressed by the cycling. Yeah. No, Um, I was impressed by your walking. And I think that's a simple way of, (laughs) you know, I think the thing is a bit of cycling or a bit of walking, it can tick a few boxes. One, it's getting some time on your own. Two, it's exercise. Three, it's good for the environment. And four, if you really want to listen to the Bible audiobook or listen to a podcast and actually spend some time feeding your mind as well. And I think that's for me, that's one of the big tricks of doing professional life well is taking the time outside of work and saying, how do I maximize some time for myself, some time with God, you know, and then you get home and you can just relax. (laughs) Yeah. And, and if jogging is not for you, (laughs) that is okay. (laughs) I tried so hard so many times. Most of the time it's like, like a time of great personal crisis so I did actually take it back up in March 2020 and it's just not for me something else will be there will be a way of exercising that you find fun 
I love that. Um, At the moment, me and my housemate are doing Pilates, but we can't do it live because we giggle too much. So we have to do it outside of the live time. We just do the recorded version. That's oh, amazing. Okay as well. um, my mum has taken up ballet. So oh, fun. And she's loving it. Um, and it's really good. Yeah. So yeah, go out there, find something. If if it's if it's completely insane and you hate it, that's okay. It'll probably be quite funny. Um, and if you love it, that's brilliant. Um, and it's a great way to meet people as well because you can feel a bit isolated at work. I don't think it's healthy to only have work friends personally. And that's why the church is so great because you get to meet loads of different people. And I don't think we can really talk about building good habits for professional life without talking about church and small group. Definitely. How have you found building that in when you move around so much? It's been really tough. But the first thing I do when I get to a new city, I say that like I do it a lot. I do it a lot. And it is <laughs> possible do. I'll be doing it again this year. We don't know. Find a church. Mm. The first time you go, ask about small group. Yeah. Because it is so, so important. And it also gives you a massive leg up in terms of getting to know people. Even if you get there and discover that everyone at small group is called either Tim or Ben and you think, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm never going to untangle this. That happened you will life. you will learn which Tim is which. <laughs> you will. <laughs> if you stay Eventually. in the long enough. <laughs> I'd say actually lockdown's been brilliant because everyone has their little labels on the Zoom calls. And so you can, if you ever forget, you can just cheat. But no, I think on a more serious point, small group is one of the best gifts God has given us to deal with our 20s because Aww. it's a bunch of other people dealing with their 20s. And yeah. I know in ours, sometimes you just got to go and say, it's been a really bad week. Mm. Can you pray for me? People's experiences with small groups may not be universally positive. And it may also take you a time or two to find the right one. I know some people love small groups of mixed ages I actually didn't find when I tried it that worked brilliantly for me and I really appreciated having the sort of the community of people my age Mm. and also my life stage I think was was really helpful because there were things I could learn from them and occasionally there were things I could teach them as well yeah so yes small group it's important there will always be a time when you feel like you don't have time to do it you do. <laughs> I love you that. definitely do. It is again, it's that kind of it comes down to it's generally it's an evening a week. Obviously, for some mm. people it might be a different time. Once you put that in as a fixed point, you will learn to plan around it. Mm. Um, and I would say that also extends to church. You just learn that in your head when you're sort of scheduling out your time, you, you your brain will start to automatically go, okay, well, church is then, so I could do mm. it after that. Or yeah. I can't do Thursdays because it's small group, but I could do. <laughs> I realize I'm making it sound very sort of like attendance is mandatory, and it, but I think it is a good habit to get into. And I think maybe you find this more that shift work can be a challenge with attending things. Yeah, definitely. And I think with shift work, having that commitment is even more important because it would be so easy for me to not go to church or not catch up on church on a Sunday if I'm working on Sunday. I've been really blessed that my small group agreed to my crazy proposal of recording small group when I can't make it, which obviously descended into much amusement on the uh, voice notes that they were recording with little theme songs and things and I have to say with COVID I am so grateful that all this 
at least at our church, all the church services are recorded now because if I'm working on a Sunday, I can catch it up on a Tuesday when I'm off. But it still takes that commitment you're talking about of saying, no, on my off day, when it's Sabbath, I will catch up on church because there's just so many draws on our time that it's quite easy to say, I'll leave it this week. And I guess it going recorded as well, that flexibility can also be um, a temptation to think, oh, I'll do it at some point. Whereas actually that physical meeting on a Sunday, I just love it. It's just once you're there, you're there. There's no other distraction. And yeah, I, I would say what you were saying about mixed ages, for me personally, when I was at university and I was with people all my age, outside of university I wanted to be in a mixed group so my church I went to like a village church with lots of gray-haired people (laughs) and I loved that and my small group had a real mix of ages lots and lots of PhD students and some older people as well now I'm in a more mixed work environment I really enjoy being in a small group full of young professionals Um, but as you see I think it's just finding what works for you and it depends if you're single or if you're married and if you have kids I think there's so many there's so many options and there's so many options with churches. I really think as Christians, we don't have an excuse to not find a community that works for us. And also probably a good rule of life for your twenties. <laughs> the perfect church, job, house, small group. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry. Partner. It doesn't. <laughs> um, if, and particularly I think with, with churches and and small groups as you know with any of them really if you get say 80 percent of the way there but there are a few niggles take it you won't get better than that (laughs) there will always 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 be something that you don't like but that's just that's just life find the one that that you can kind of accept and totally not bad advice for dating either find the one (laughs) that you can deal with and make it work (laughs) it's quite humbling isn't it I think I always think about the fact that you're not going there as a perfect person so don't expect perfect back and actually if you go to a church that doesn't need anything you're very much being a consumer you're saying I want to go to the perfect church whereas I actually think as Christians we should be thinking as well where can I go that I can serve where can I see a you know if you see something missing in a church get excited and say I'm gonna be part of that yes I I think it is really important to realize that when you go to a church you're not going as an audience member Mm. and this is particularly something in your 20s because it's it's less likely that you'll be as involved in the running of it in the the sort of the operational organizational side although if you want to do it for goodness sake do it it'll be brilliant but you're just because you're not automatically involved doesn't mean that they don't need you Mm. and there's nothing you can do to help um I think there always is and there is always something to get involved with yeah and it's when you get involved that you actually unlock the full potential of what church can do in your life Definitely. And I think one of the things you're talking about is the fact that sometimes when you become a professional, you become a bit time poor, but often that will be uh, balanced by becoming a little bit more uh, financially rich. Well, I say rich with a pinch of salt, but (laughs) often if you have less time, it's because you're working and you have a bit more money. And I would say one way of being involved in your church might be 
you might have spent a bit more time uh, serving as a student, but often you can't do that anymore whilst you're working. And it may be that you can give more. And that's, um, yeah, one of the privileges of being a professional is that you're earning and you can give to um, the ministry of the church in a much easier way. It's funny, you touched earlier on something that I think would be almost the final puzzle piece in terms of healthy habits. Mm. And that was talking about listening to things and really feeding your mind on the way to and from things. Yeah. I noticed that a lot of my my contemporaries, it sounds a bit strange to say this, they don't read books. Mm. That is something that we definitely did as children mostly because we had to and then in my case I really loved reading so (laughs) also when I didn't have to I think we we lose a lot of things that we naturally did as children yeah I think that natural curiosity and like a want to consume things Mm. now I, I don't mean that in the sense of kind of consuming money or kind of the the normal kind of context of consumerism but actually really engaging with books yeah with films with uh, my personal passion is I really love going to the theater but that's not been a massive thing but um, (laughs) instead what I tried to do I know (laughs) I've got lots of vouchers for a local theater so as soon as they're open I'll be there there every night of the week take a a month (laughs) try and get rid of me (laughs) um but what I did instead is I wrote down a list of things that I knew were being streamed, mm. films I'd always wanted to watch, and said, okay, now is the time. Mm. I'm going to watch all these things, and I'm going to read all these books. And I made myself do it, and it took a bit of discipline. And I have to say, some of them were not great. Um, <laughs> for anyone wondering, um, Martin Scorsese's The Departed, it's too long. It's too long. <laughs> but... Um, the thing that I really gained from that was this habit of saying, actually, now is the time I'm going to do this thing. Mm. I'm going to read the book, watch yeah. the film, yeah. um, book the trip. Again, obviously, maybe not so much at the moment, but if you've always wanted to visit somewhere. Yeah. A lot of the time we have a really bad habit in our 20s of saying, oh, I'd love to do that one day, but it kind of feels and like you're in happens. training for life. Yes. This is it. You're mm. never going to be more adult than you are now. Unfortunately. <laughs> and when you look around for the, you know, you start like doing something like trying to fix a, you know, a part of your house and you think, oh, I should get an adult for this. That's you cute. are the adult. <laughs> You're going to have to do it. There's no one to sign the permission form anymore. It's okay. You. I love your final your final puzzle piece, which I think is effectively you saying, don't forget to be childlike. Don't forget to have fun, feed your curiosity, be a bit playful. And I'm really excited. We're going to have an episode coming soon on play from a friend of mine, which I'm really excited about. Um, because I think sometimes people think I'm, I'm not a student anymore. I've gone into the professional world. Now I need to be an adult. Now I need to be serious. And they turn boring. And I think that's one of the things I'd say, don't do that. Don't be boring. You know, have a giggle watching Pilates, try some crazy crafting, whatever it is for you that makes life fun, engaging with your faith, engaging with your community, 
engaging with all of those great instincts that we had as children that God gave us to explore his world. I love that. I think that's a great place to land and to pull things together. It's been so cool chatting with you today. I think you have lots of wisdom to share, even though you said (laughs) earlier, you only rarely have things to share with your small group. I think you're wrong. (laughs) Um, It's been such a, a privilege to have you on the show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope our listeners have enjoyed it. And I wonder if you'd be happy to pray for us, pray for our listeners as we close. I would love to. Father God, the time and the opportunities that you've given us are an incredible gift. Mm. Help us to cherish it and help us to use it for you. Um, And may you make us more like you Mm. every day. Amen. I pray you've been inspired, encouraged and challenged. If so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you know anyone else who you think would find it useful, then please share this with friends, families and your church groups. Feel free to contact us with any topic ideas or if you feel inspired to come on as a guest. Most importantly, go out this week and shine like stars for the Lord. Bye.